back to the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and on this episode, we'll be discussing the cloud-native Honeywell Anthem flight deck. This episode is sponsored by Honeywell Aerospace. Honeywell recently announced its next-generation flight deck, the cloud-native Honeywell Anthem, a flight deck with new possibilities. Visit HoneywellAnthem.com for more information. So on this episode of the podcast, I recently had the chance to catch up with Jason Bialek, who is the product line director for Honeywell Anthem, and Jed Johnson, who is a pilot and international training captain for the Pilatus PC-12 and PC-24 aircraft. We had a great discussion about Honeywell's newest cloud-native Anthem flight deck. I had a chance to see the unveiling of the Honeywell Anthem flight deck demonstrator during a media unveiling back in October. Jason and Jed both joined the podcast to explain why this new cloud-native cockpit is such a game-changer for aviation. So let's get into our Honeywell Anthem interview with Jason and Jed. So we have two very special guests from Honeywell Aerospace on today that I am going to allow to introduce themselves to our audience individually, starting with Jed, followed by Jason. Well, good morning. It's uh, Jed Johnson here. And, um, you know, by way of background, I've been flying for 38 years. And the last 25, I've kind of been immersed in the OEM side of things with Pilatus aircraft. And I spent 12 years as the chief pilot for the factory and 12 years as a salesman um, doing my own demos and, you know, transitioning customers and everything else. So over my career, I've been everything from a student to an instructor to a corporate pilot to a freight dog and really um, I've been able to see the uh, transition from you know the federated six-pack of analog dials to the uh, internet world of integrated avionics and it's been uh, exciting to watch all the tools that come into the aircraft but um, currently after leaving the, uh, the OEM uh, the last year and a half I've been uh, working independently as a um, mentor pilot, ferry pilot, and uh, providing pilot service on uh, mainly Pilatus aircraft. So out of my 13,000 hours, I've got uh, over 9,000 hours in Pilatus-made machines. So that's kind of my area of expertise. And I do fly some other things occasionally, but um, as a subject matter expert and, you know, working to do some uh, consulting with folks like Honeywell and flight safety uh, on evaluation, testing, development, simulators, and training, and, um, you know, interfacing with the Pilatus dealer network, doing demos and working with new customers. Um, it's been a, a, you know exciting way to, uh, to, to see the industry evolve on my end. And Jason? And I'm Jason Bilek. I'm the product line director for Anthem Cockpits. I led uh, Epic previously. And um, just a little background, started flying when I was 15. So I've been flying almost 34 years now. Don't laugh too hard at uh, how old I am. <laughs> and um, I worked for Boeing for 14 years uh, in a combination of roles as a design engineer, uh, flight instructor on 737 and uh, simulator lead in the simulator teams and uh, flight corrupts manuals and electronic checklists for 777, a whole bunch of different things. Been with Honeywell for about 10 years uh, in a variety of roles, including um, 787 business development and uh, now product line management. I'm passionate about aviation, general aviation in particular, lifetime member of the EAA, 
and uh, very interested in seeing us continue to make progress in bringing advanced safety features into, into general aviation. Still actively teaching as a CFI, CFII, and MEI, and I'm typed in, in three different jets, qualified as captain, but not, not current on the 37717 and 777. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned progress there, Jason, and I think that's uh, one of the things that we're really going to be focusing on here today in this episode. Um, in October, Honeywell had a really exciting unveil of its new Anthem cloud native flight deck system at a private media event in New York City that I was actually able to attend. Uh, and I think that really the unveiling of it really kind of shows where the uh, you know concept of flight controls and avionics technology is going in the future. Um, can we start with you, Jed, and then maybe get your thoughts, Jason, about first, before we get into the, you know, the actual concept of what Anthem is as a flight deck and system, um, can you tell us just what is the Anthem flight deck, uh, you know, and how is it such a revolutionary concept to the, uh, to the avionics industry? Well, in, uh, as Jed, and working with the Honeywell team, it's, it's fun to see their team members' passion for uh, what they're developing. And it's excellent to see a manufacturer, OEM producer of avionics start to look, you know, outside the status quo of what's been around for the last couple decades. And, you know, beyond being innovative, it also keeps them very competitive in the industry. So with Anthem, I think, um, you know, one of the big features for an operational side of things is the ability to set up the uh, the aircraft um, with extra tools you want to bring in through the connectivity, um, the flight plans, the status with the secure browser. You can bring in those webcams, etc. All the tools that maybe are tough to get to today, and um, you get the flexibility of the layout, um, much more intuitive menu structure. You know, it's more on the on the side of like a consumer product or a device that uh, makes it easy to understand for people that are transitioning. And then, you know, the cloud portion of it allows information to not only go to the plane, but you can send information off the plane for, you know, review of, uh, of data later or maintenance items or, you know, some of the FOQA type uh, information that the airlines are using. So there's a lot of tools to, to help that pilot have much higher situational awareness and also you know some safety innovations in there and tools that are there for the pilot to use that aren't um, you know so difficult to use i mean we've been for a long time adding features and you know safety items to airplanes either under mandate or by choice and a lot of times those are onesie twosie kind of ads and this i think creates a an ecosystem where there's much easier innovation that can occur with uh, you know different players within the process, whether it's the the Honeywell side or the OEM side or the pilot side uh, down at the operator level. And Jason, as uh, you know, one of the leaders of this Anthem team, and you know, someone who's seen it kind of uh, develop almost from the you know the beginning to to where it is now, and you, you'll see it go into the future. Um, tell us about just you know why is Anthem such a revolutionary concept for for aircraft avionics? Well, we uh, we're taking advantage of really the industry's progress in size, weight, and power to allow us to bring things that generally were reserved for very high power systems uh, into smaller and smaller platforms, including the UAM fixed wing GA and uh, some of the platforms that that 
typically didn't see these features until much later in the development cycle. We also are focusing on general aviation uh, safety. Uh, we believe strongly that we can contribute uh, to improving the industry from a safety perspective. So uh, I'm personally really excited about a lot of the assist technologies, um, both uh, landing assist, taxi assist, takeoff assist, uh, engine out guidance, um, and a lot of the data back and forth, including, uh, you know, measuring, uh, possibly measuring risk levels associated with pilot fatigue uh, and the um, tendencies if you will, for some pilots uh, when they're not current or not familiar with certain airport operations to uh, get near incidents or accidents and seeing that ahead of time, uh, a lot like many of the Part 135 operators are already, or, or maybe some of the more advanced 91K operators are already making sure they have safety management systems in place. That really shouldn't be reserved for the professional pilots. We want to see uh, that happen um, for all pilots. I, I, I like to say we want to see Anthem act more like a mentor pilot and an instructor pilot, both with respect to prompting, where it's not distracting, but it's helpful, and with respect to access to information, where in the past we shut everything off and we put the iPad away or we have the iPad up, but it's not connected uh, and it's distracting because of the way it's mounted. And instead, in the future, we now have a window that allows us to access in a way that's not distracting a lot of uh, additional information. And so uh, generally Anthem with that reduced weight size and power, uh, the advanced safety features, the assist technologies and that unprecedented access to information, I'm hoping will make each of us as pilots, uh, even, even pilots who haven't been flying in a little while, uh, more like a Jane Bond or a James Bond. <laughs> Certainly. And, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, Honeywell unveiled uh, the, the Anthem concept in a cockpit simulator at an event in New York uh, back in October. Now, I have to ask Jed and, and, you know, follow up thoughts on this as well, Jason. As a pilot, you know, we were able to see what it looks like in that simulator. But can you kind of take us through the step by step process of actually what it's going to be like to file a fl flight plan, you know, prepare for takeoff, flying in en route airspace, eventually approaching and landing a destination airport. How does the use of a cloud native system like Anthem, you know, enhance some of those uh, aspects of flying? Well, I think the, the biggest takeaway is when you look at pilots developing their situational awareness, digesting a lot of information prior to showing up at the airplane is a big key to that. I mean, when you're prepared, things go rather smoothly. And between the mission manager and the, the cloud, being able to deliver information on the airplane to configure it the way you want and have the tools you want available prior to showing up to the aircraft, you're able to do things in a, a nice, quiet, calm environment uh, off the aircraft the night before, really get yourself synced up with the challenges that could be uh, in that upcoming flight, whether it be weather, terrain, or some kind of a special operation type of airport. And um, just have less time in the aircraft transferring the information that you would normally take with you on your iPad or notes or trip logs and, you know, putting that information in right as your passengers are arriving, you're fueling the airplane, you're getting all this stuff done. And, you know, it's a hectic environment when you're getting ready to go. And that in itself can increase that situational awareness and the safety side of things. But also you can, you know, see statuses of the aircraft. You know, you're as a pilot worried about, hey, is this thing staged on time? 
Have they fueled the airplane? There's a you know potential to have some of that information show up on your uh, device uh, while you're away from the airport, and it eliminates you know a bunch of phone calls and people checking with lineups and everybody else to figure out what the airplane status is. So, you know, those kind of things I think are are, are really a benefit. And um, you know, when you can potentially even have some tools in there to prompt things that are upcoming that are maybe outside of what you knew prior to uh, launching the flight. Um, it's almost like you can phone a friend from the aircraft and, um, you know, in that, uh, in that layout they have, it's, it's totally flexible. So at different phases of flights, you can, you know, preset what you want to have the, uh, the panels look like and uh, display the appropriate information at the appropriate time. And Jason, any thoughts? Well, and you mentioned, uh, you know, essentially through the entire flight regime. So what Cloud Connected brings is, uh, one, not having to remember, uh, you know, whether you saved that preset or not, or um, whether you thought to bring up that additional information Jed's talking about in your secure cockpit browser. In that quiet environment, before your passengers are showing up, you can configure everything uh, ahead of time. So when you power up the avionics, all of that is is set for you for that mission, um, and then as you depart, instead of losing access to the information you're 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 normally used to being able to get to with your phone or your iPad um, on the ground, you you continue to have access to that. Um, web cameras, as an example, alternate weather sources. Um, many of us rely on NOTAMs and and METARs and TAFs, but we also know that that's that's a limited window into what's actually going on at your destination airport. Uh, we also envision potentially having OEMs uh, or uh, special services working with lower time pilots to improve safety by um, having uh, assistance perhaps uh, accessible on the on the ground where uh, maybe better than what we're doing today in the future, uh, we're more aware of threat and error management and risk management uh, and we've got um, highly qualified people assisting these these owner pilots, and sometimes the 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 lower experienced pilot or the less proficient pilot doesn't make the right judgment call. So any of those types of things, we can we can bring messages into mission manager as an example, um, and say, hey, um, you you may want to reconsider pressing into that squall line. It's going to clear in two hours, um, and you know diverting. And, and not trying to be a hero today is probably the, the better approach. Um, so I'm personally really excited about the Cloud Connected giving us a much different different experience and, uh, and improving safety. I think one thing that we always forget is that, um, you know, those of us who have been flying for a long time, we owe a big debt to, you know, all the people we've had chances to fly in the cockpit with and learn from. And a lot of people that are stepping up out of, uh, you know, different categories of aircraft that, um, you know, into the turbine world, they may have only had the opportunity to fly with a handful of instructors and mentor pilots. So having a bunch of tools that kind of can show you what best practices look like or have some prompts in there for tools that are useful in a certain regime of flight is a, is a big step forward. 
Yeah, you know, and so we've we've talked about some of the changes and the advantages and features of of Anthem, and you know how it's kind of a revolutionary concept. Uh, you know, as someone who's who's sort of covered avionics and and been out to aircraft, and one of the most interesting things to to notice about it is that uh, you know essentially taking the avionics bay away. I mean, one of the most interesting things to do is to go out on an aircraft and then see its actual computers in the avionics bay and how they work. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the cloud native aspect aspect of this. Uh, when we actually wrote our article on Anthem uh, back in October, uh, there's a lot of excitement that it drove in the industry. Uh, but one of the most consistent responses we received in commentary was from uh, pilots and engineers who were concerned about the possible cybersecurity risks posed by the use of a cloud-native system like Anthem, uh, with some believing that its native connectivity could make it more vulnerable to cyber attacks. Um, so let's start with Jed and then followed by Jason. Um, is that a big concern for each of you, uh, just putting a system like this into service? Well, I, I don't think it differs that much from some of the things we're doing already by loading databases off devices and you know, bringing flight plans in. We've got data link uh, systems already uh, active on aircraft and in general, when you're when you're dealing with things that affect the flight of the aircraft, there's always an acknowledgement process where you know you're looking at a change and, and, and you delineate the things you want to uh, to change on the aircraft and, and cancel the ones you don't. But um, you know, I know the the security aspect of it is always a concern with uh, with anything related to the internet. But um, you know, I think there's ways to mitigate that, and the tools you're using. Are more informational. Uh, you're, you're not having things that are going to take over and fly the aircraft, uh, from what I've seen. Right. That's uh, Jed's exactly right. Um, what we say when we say cloud native is just that we've got the connectivity built in, where that connectivity is not running the avionics. So we're not we're not directly connecting the internet to critical systems like flight controls or even the maps or the flight management system. Instead, what we're doing is we have a, a physical separation along with um, where the onboard data server has access to say databases, um, which by the way, from the, from the cloud, it's a much, a much more convenient way of doing this because now you're not having to load it to your iPad and then you forget your iPad at the hotel or whatever. You know, all these things that happen logistically to us, um, especially as as uh, as pilots flying in GA versus, say, somebody for the airlines that has a huge support crew behind them. Um, it, it, those those little hiccups uh, tend to tend to fade into the background when you've got the cloud connected. And um, and that way you're shipping configure information and databases and things like that, which which today is, is essentially passing through an individual and a personal device or a laptop um, anyway. So as Jed says, uh, while we have data link upload for flight plans and, and other things which are also very secure, in the future with cloud native, uh, we, we have both the physical separation of critical systems and um, in addition, uh, in the newer systems, uh, especially Anthem, we have a lot of validation checks. So you're not gonna get an uploaded flight plan that even is, is presented to the pilot if it's not making sense. Um, and so that, that's probably your, your biggest risk. There's a secondary risk of um, present, presenting information through uh, the secure cockpit browser as an EFB window, um, and and that frankly exists today as well, where you've got pilots on uh, separate iPads, which are are not 
um, integrated with, with the avionics from a crew rhythm perspective where each pilot is kind of looking at their own side of the cockpit. Um, I call it heads up and locked when, when pilots aren't paying attention to each other, they're kind of heads locked into their devices. Um, so it's a problem that we face in the industry today. Uh, where, where uh, fixation or distraction uh, exists with those personal devices. You can see it in the safety reports. Uh, instead, what we're proposing and, and what we'll be making available is a uh, highly secure tunnel, essentially, not part of the avionics, where you have access to a lot of that information uh, in a way where the, the pilots are coordinated with each other and it's less distracting, less uh, subject to fixation. Go ahead, Jed. And, he, and even today, I mean, there's still there's still a pilot that uh, confirms and, and verifies and maybe two pilots doing that. And that's in conjunction with an ATC issued clearance. But at the end of the day, if you have a way to pull things in electronically, um, you do eliminate some some, uh, you know, threats of data entry error and, um, and, and have everybody synced with their with their information that they're confirming and looking at is uh, is what I think Jason's point is, and I, I see it as an advantage, not a not a threat. Right. Yeah, I think that was a very important uh, clarification. There is that, uh, Jason. You, you know, you mentioned that it's not exactly connected to the cloud. There's, there is some separation happening there. Um, I wanted to, to follow up on something you actually mentioned earlier, Jed. Is is that about you know training pilots to actually fly this system? Uh, you know, again, seeing the the sort of cockpit simulator back in October and being able to see what those screens look like and how intuitive they are. You know, you can drag and drop and almost customize your inter interface on each individual display it's a it's a really unique system in that way um, I have to ask you both as pilots starting with jet again followed by Jason um, you know considering that the two launch customers announced for this platform are Lilium and vertical aerospace both are developing electric air taxis so a whole new kind of transportation even a new uh, you know sort of mission set with those aircraft as well um, can you tell us Jed do you think that the you know the intuitiveness of this type of system especially you know those you know maybe next generation pilots who have come up in the iPad and in iPhone age of electronics will it make it easier to to train such a pilot like that on this type of system I don't believe that would be the case um... With the flexibility of the layouts, um, a pilot can kind of make it more um, more uh, like their comfort zone with what maybe they're used to. And the interfaces with the menus and the gestures that are used and, you know, the way you interface with the system itself would parallel, I think, a lot of what consumer devices have today as opposed to being completely avionic-centric uh, you know, in learning planes today, I mean, if you look at the the, the core structure of a FSI semi-flight or other uh, type rating course or, or training course, I mean, half of it's dedicated to the avionics. They they have full, you know, uh, avionics simulators just to go practice in. So the the more intuitive, the easier, the more flexible the layout can be. The I think the faster someone can assimilate how to operate the system. So whether it's for, uh, you know, the UAM world or the aircraft itself, um, the pilot's ability you know, in a, a well-distilled and, and simple-to-understand way and interface with it quickly and learn it quickly is a huge advantage. 
Yeah, I think I, I completely agree with what Chad just said. You know, we, we actually have been doing testing with uh, folks who are not pilots in addition to the low experience pilots, in addition to very high experience pilots. And you get different different inputs from each of those groups, as you might imagine. But what we are looking for is uh, minimal, what we call in the in the training world, negative transfer, which means uh, you know, hey, I do it with an insert before, insert after in this particular avionics system. Why are you guys giving me some completely different labeled uh, button on my on my object action on my FMS uh, interface? Uh, we're we're not going to do that. It's actually going to be the same as four flight and the same as some other um, uh, some other avionics because we don't want to have pilots retraining uh, for those types of things. At the same time, when you don't know uh, where things are located. Uh, a lot of times it's easier to uh, flatten that menu structure, make it make it a quick access, literally two clicks for most of the most of the common tasks. And by doing that, um, most people, even low experience pilots, without any training, um, when you ask them, hey, can you bring up the chart for Phoenix? Uh, we'll do it in a matter a matter of seconds without any without any struggle. Uh, whereas in the current avionic systems, uh, that's not always the case. So we focused a lot on um, on this, and and part of the reason is safety. Obviously, when you're you're uh, not having that pilot struggle with finding things, uh, or not having that pilot struggle with where um, they were on a particular uh, page, um, and in the in the Anthem system, because you can put those uh, pilot interface windows up um, to the left or the right of the PFD or the left or the right of the map and you can have multiple pilot interface windows up at the same time. Um, it makes it much easier uh, for that pilot to, as Jed said, create their comfort zone and, and do it in a way which is comfortable for them. Now the, the next logical question is standardization. Uh, will you still have that opportunity to standardize uh, as a 91k or 135 operator or even um, a training organization that wants uh, you know tr uh, cadet pilots to do things the same way every time uh, you can absolutely set up that kind of an environment with with anthem where you've got your chart on the right of the pfd um, for uh, for a sid departure every single time um, and you've got your maybe um, uh, you know, vertical situation display and view for your engine out, engine out SID uh, every single time and that sort of thing. So um, our goal uh, is to make Anthem fun to fly. And the only way to make it fun to fly is to eliminate frustration. And the only way to eliminate frustration is to make uh, things easy to use and easy to learn. Uh, and the only way to do that is to make sure you're testing with uh, multiple uh, demographics, um, non-pilots, uh, low experienced pilots, all the way up through highly experienced pilots. A good example of the highly experienced pilots input and the negative transfer is we we have uh, a really nice energy-based flight director queue that, that gives you very clear uh, immediate visual picture of, of how uh, fast or uh, how steep you can climb. Uh, that's especially helpful in, in uh, CFIT type scenarios. Uh, or when you're going into a mountain airstrip and you want to go, um, uh, you know, on a steeper descent path, perhaps uh, that also happens with noise abatement. Sometimes when you're trying to come in a little bit uh, steeper, uh, a lot of times people struggle with, well, can I make the seven or eight degree flight path? Um, those that flight path vector guidance cue and the energy based uh, presentation is really helpful. 
um, unfortunately, unless you're you're already flying a Honeywell cockpit, you don't know about that yet. So there's some training involved there. <laughs> we will we will still um, we will still offer an integrated queue and a split access queue um, where other pilots are already used to using that. They can use it if they want, or they can transition to the to the easier to use, uh, better presentation with that integrated flight path uh, vector uh, guidance queue. So uh, we want Anthem to be um, fun to fly, and the only way to do that is to eliminate frustration um, by making it easy to use and easy to learn. And you know, Jason, some of those tools are already in Epic. Um, one thing I use all the time is I set up pilot profiles for people and save them. And I think what Anthem does is it just expands upon that to not only have the initial startup of the aircraft look the way you want, as opposed to the default settings, but you can customize that through the whole flight regime all the way to landing and shutdown. And, you know, having that consistent experience for somebody, again, brings up that situational awareness. When we see new people in the airplane, or someone gets into an abnormal um, you know, checklist and there's an emergency on the aircraft, the less experienced you are, the, or the familiar you are, the, the more you go into that tunnel vision mode and it makes it difficult to, 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 to complete the tasks that you have at your, uh, at your hands. And when you make this thing easy to find things, easy to customize things and you know, configure the aircraft in a way that um, is gonna be useful, it just uh, it just you know fixes a little bit of that problem sooner. And um, you know, think of yourself in a new car. You know, you're totally distracted trying to figure out how to change the fan setting or change the radio station, and you're paying less attention to the road. Um, and and you know, Jason and I have talked extensively about the automobile industry. You know, you've gone from knobs to touchscreens, and then back to a combination of what works best. And I think aviation is going through the same process. You know, we've got all these new technologies, but how best to implement those is, is really the key. And that's where Anthem, I think, has taken a step forward. Right. And one one other comment on that uh, is we will be offering a mix of tactile and touch. So while we emphasize, and, it, and it's actually, in, in a lot of respects, much faster, uh, the, the, the industry and pilots on consumer devices are much more comfortable now with touch, but we recognize that you know, uh, being in the air in turbulence uh, and also changing headings and altitudes and things um, oftentimes requires a direct input. Um, so Jed's uh, uh, comparison, if you will, to the to the learning that went on in the automotive industry is absolutely ap uh, applicable here. And uh, Anthem will will offer that that kind of an experience. Yeah, I think the, you know, the pilots listening to this episode definitely getting excited listening to the, the new features and, and what you all have described here. Uh, before I let each of you go, uh, Jason, here's a good question for you as sort of the product line director of Anthem. Uh, for the remainder of 2022, considering, again, Honeywell just unveiled this back in October, uh, any big program goals, focus uh, for, you know, the development, continue kind of uh, push towards certification for, for Anthem for this year? We have a lot of testing going on right now. Um, we've got um, pretty solid uh, baseline, and uh, we're looking forward to a lot more uh, pilot uh you know, public because we were able to go uh, public with the system. Now um, we can we can uh, get a lot more pilots exposed to those features, um, get their inputs, and and improve where we need to improve. 
for, for landing assist, takeoff assist, engine out guidance, uh, taxi assist, especially uh, all these, all these uh, features which require very little training and aren't distracting, but um, do offer very powerful uh, assistance. Um, we're we're going to want as many pilots as possible to come in and fly with us, um, both in the sim and on the airplane. But uh, that's probably the primary goal is just to continue to uh, improve the system. And uh, of course, we want to deliver uh, on time and plan to deliver on time for Lilium and, and Vertical. Um, while many are, I would say, uh, unfamiliar with how important UAMs are to um, the future and how the pilots will interact with those uh, UAMs. The reality is that's a very challenging um, and, and helpful for Honeywell uh, market segment. And the reason is we have to be light, we have to be low power, and we have to be very intuitive to serve that market. And uh, so it's a little bit of a forcing function for us in that um, we have to get the system right. It's certainly helpful for helicopters. Uh, we, have, we have some really cool um, helicopter-specific synthetic vision on the AW139 already in phase eight. And, and that, um, that experience uh, with that and also with combined vision will help us a lot in that market segment. And a lot of those things uh, translate over into the, into the fixed wing GA and higher end business jet world as well. So that, that's really the plan for 2022 is just to continue to test and improve um, and uh, get men, many more pilots exposed to it so they can learn and, and, and tell us what they think. Yeah, and I don't think um, we want to overlook that, you know, one of the things I got really excited about and in, in seeing what Honeywell's doing with this system is and I'm kind of out in the trenches as a mentor pilot and uh, try to trying to give people some tools and some structure on, on how to stay safe and operate their plane um, in a way that, you know, follows best practices. And, you know, while we've made huge improvements on in safety over the years, if you look at the FAA's you know, hit list of things they're trying to educate pilots on and, and make people better at is um, it, it really doesn't change. It's some of the same things every year. And when you look at the tools that are in here to manage energy and prevent overrun, CFIT accidents, you know, deal with engine out uh, guidance, uh, pilot incapacitation, you can just run down through the list of things that are going to be added to this system that truly make an impact on those on those top things that the FAA is out to try to try to help people not do in the future. And as pilots, you know, improve our own skills to uh, keep ourselves safe and, and learn from the, you know, some of the tragedies we all read about and study to try to make ourselves better pilots. Right. And so, you know, if, if interesting, you both mentioned there, if you are a pilot out there and, and kind of interested in giving your, your feedback, uh, perhaps, you know, get in, get in touch with Jason and, and uh, give some feedback on this exciting new system. Um, all right. Well, I think we learned a lot about Anthem today. I uh, just wanted to say thanks to Jed and Jason for coming on the podcast today and educating our audience on this exciting new platform. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on the Apple iOS podcast app or any smartphone or tablet podcasting application. Feel free to rank and comment on our podcast as well to let us know how we can improve. It also helps others find the podcast. 
Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast.